that the intersection between those two is absolutely where the future of selling is. And the future of selling, Cody, here's, here's the thing, man. Future of selling is tomorrow. Awesome, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It Is What It Is podcast. I'm your host, Cody Kelly. Look, I am super excited about this episode because I have really two gurus, two professionals that know something about selling. They're cooler than I, and I think one has more hair than I have. Uh, so they're going to really get Oh, we're both. Hey, hey, it's the Vaughn Trio. Ha! I know I'm in the right place now. We are going to get into bionic selling. We're going to get into future selling. It's going to be an amazing podcast. But before we do... If you want to keep seeing amazing influencers, leaders, and strategists like these two, you got to do a few things. Follow me on Instagram at CVMK33 and on the business page at CVMK underscore global. Go to the website uh, where all your best health supplements and apparel are at CVMKglobal.store and subscribe to the YouTube page at CV, that is Cody Vernon space K, Kelly, CV space K. With that being said, John and Doug, how are you doing today? I hope we can maintain any kind of level of energy that you opened the show with, uh, but we'll do the best we can. I appreciate it, man. I have so much caffeine in me right now, I could kill an ant. So, you know, that's all right, man. That's sales. Doug, how are you? I'm fantastic. I don't know about murdering any ants or anything like that, but I'm down to clown and, and talk as much energy as you want. But I'm excited watching John just trying to keep up. Let's, let's do, do it. Sounds like a party for me. Look, John, I want to throw this one to you. You know, when we met, we connected, you know, we had a little introduction call and we talked about how selling has changed, that mm. there's no human touch to it anymore, right? Mm. That this digital Zoom thing, as convenient as it is, as cost saving as it is, it can also place you as a disadvantage because you can never really read the room, right? Mm. I'm looking for cues digitally. Uh, which can got to be hard because if somebody mutes their mic, if somebody doesn't pop on or share their screen, I'm trying to interpret all this data <laughs> coming at me instead of just being in a room with somebody saying, we're not interested. Thank you for showing up. Have a nice day. Right. Right. So where, what, what is, what is going on? Like is, is selling boiling down to an algorithm uh, of just, you know, copy words, emojis, things that are triggering so you don't get flagged as spam and then somebody and you hope somebody reads you get an open rate of above 30 percent and a click rate of above 15 and you call it a success i mean what's going on here well there's a, a variety of things going on not the least of which the the spark for doug and i working together was that realization that observation that technology can be a replacement for technique and what we found was that the intersection between those two is absolutely where the future of selling is. And the future of selling, Cody, here's, here's the thing, man. Future of selling is tomorrow, okay? It's not 2027. It is tomorrow. What are you going to do? How are you going to approach being able to win business tomorrow and into next quarter? And we know and we hope that people are going to watch this podcast as soon as it comes out and two weeks after and six months after. So let's be realistic, right? It's that old kid's riddle, right? What's always on its way but never arrives, and that's tomorrow. We have got to 
at the intersection of technology and technique. We have got to reclaim the humanity of what selling is all about. Selling goes back as long as, as, as man walking on earth because we hold the tribe on doing something as a group or we have sold what we've created, what we've caught to someone else because there's that, always that exchange of value. And that's what selling boils down to. It's an exchange of value. When the high-level, high-performing salesperson can remove themselves from the money that is involved and focus on the transfer of value, that requires technique. And here's the thing. We live increasingly in a two-dimensional world. As you said, when you and I first spoke before we came on the podcast, I mean, when we first had our conversation that could have lasted for hours, we talked about the fact that we miss that human interaction. And for people who insist that this is the way that we have to sell to them now, then guess what? We need to show up and we need to be ready and we need to think about selling as it will be tomorrow and we need to lead the way you know there's a leadership mantra that says leaders get what they tolerate in their organizations salespeople get what they embrace in their process so as professional sellers and we Doug and I we emphasize those two words together professional sellers then you know what okay you've been you you you've drawn this card and this card takes away a little bit of your approach, deal with it. No pun intended, deal yeah. with it. So how do we do that? Well, the intersection of technology and technique was, as I said, it was the flashpoint for bionic sales, which we will talk about in a few minutes. What is your technique to connect with humans on a human level? And if they require you to show up in a Zoom, if they require you to be connected with them on LinkedIn or send them X amount of emails before they will grant you access to them, then we got to deal with that. That means we need to up the game. The beauty of the 24-hour selling world is that I can compose LinkedIn invites and messages. I can compose a campaign while I'm sitting on the couch watching ESPN. What I cannot replace is you and I in the moment, finding something in common, finding a moment to laugh together, and creating that experience that will stay with us. One of the many kind of trademarked phrases within the bionic sales methodology is experiences are our most treasured currency. Hmm. When you and I have a moment together, when when I say something that has you go, mm, <laughs> that means that we connected. And when we can deepen the conversation, we immediately separate ourselves from all of the competition, whether they truly compete with us or not is immaterial because the competition is for people's attention. Right. Whoever you are talking to tomorrow, that person, that group of people has been approached by people selling other stuff that day. Doesn't matter if it's your stuff or not. Doesn't matter if it have a, has a different brand on it or not. People's attention are, is constantly being demanded. So what we have to do is that we have to find that rare space where we perform something that Doug calls positive pattern interruption. I like it. Positive pattern interruption. So... I read a book, uh, Pine and Gilmore, MIT uh, graduates on the experiential economy. And basically the whole gist of the book 
came up with about six years ago uh, that what's going to separate one company from another uh, is basically the experience that you can provide. That a cheeseburger is a cheeseburger is a cheeseburger. That there's not going to be this large gap in technological advantage between one vendor and another. What people are actually going to buy is the process or the transformation that they believe you can give them through shared experiences, right? Mm. So these, uh, you, you you mentioned experience is the most viable currency in the positive uh, P. Doug, I want to throw this one to you. Um, why, if, if that's true, and I believe, I believe it is, how come we only see that as truth? If you talk to your average CEO or C-level, that probably isn't even on the radar, right? And there's, you could argue that there might be a disconnect between what truly qualifies a, a sales professional, because at the end of the day, they're going to be like, did you sell or didn't you sell, right? So kind of walk me through this. Well, I mean, John and I talk a lot about putting the prospect before the close. So in, in this scenario, when you talk about the traditional C or this model of a character type you talk about, that's just like close the deal or not close the deal. Uh, it's very short term. And uh, I don't want to take any context away from like the Simon Sinek's of the world. And Simon's got a great, you know, philosophy around the infinite game. But it's the same kind of concept that I, I've said this quite a bit. And John, is, John and I have used a part of our mantra that sales is not an ATM. It's a 401k. Like mm. You don't go into a sales job, <clears throat> excuse me, to make quick cash. You go in to develop relationships. You go in to develop a network. And if that network becomes an ecosystem from which you can feed from relationship wise in perpetuity, then you're the top tier of salespeople. You're the ones that they bring in because of your accounts and your accounts are built on trust, not on your ability to close. That's why we focus on conversion, not closing. It's one thing to close something. When you close something, it's over. And that's how salespeople and that's how that perspective you brought up, in my opinion, is is uh portrayed is the just get it just get just move keep always be closing abc it's well you know what there's a lot more letters in the alphabet and truth be told if you're converting more than you're closing you don't have to be closing all the time mm. you could just reach in that wellspring and pull from it so a true salesperson sees their role as the connectivity between problem and solution opportunity and void how do i See the difference between those? Can I connect two things and make the world a better place? Not can I get somebody to buy this from me? That's a pitch. Hmm. A sale, sale is a handshake that means something is behind it. And as soon as we look at our craft in a more noble fashion, we can see that what we have to do every day when we get up is make people's lives better. Hmm. And to me, that's so much more than a close and the companies that do that right. And the sales teams that are managed that way, they don't really worry about what the quota looks like. They're just worried about how far they can blow through it. So I, I agree. No pushback. I, the problem is, you know, you have historical data, right? Memories. And, <laughs> and then you have virtue, right? And the two are colliding. And it's like, I totally agree, but you know, trying to make somebody's life better. Cody, that. never change. You said something when we opened. I'm going to jump in here. Yeah. You gave, you gave me enough pause. Sales has never changed since the dawn of time. 
Somebody said, I can go over to that tribe over there. And if I give them these seashells or whatever the hell it is, and they give me that carcass or meat, they're going to be able to do better. I'm going to do be able to do better. And maybe we'll all live another day. That's true. That was the salesperson. That's true. Creating an exchange of value to prolong the evolution of humankind. Right. Every introduction to a product, to a spice, to a fabric came from some person that went out and said, I could turn this around over here and they don't even know what it is. And when they, when they find out what it is, they're going to love it. That's different than the guy that sits on the corner and goes, this thing will cure all your ails and then scoots off to the next town. That's That's been going on since the dawn of time. What's changed is the technology. So if we can hone into our true sales, if we believe in our craft, there's nothing that can stop us because we're really there to make people's lives better. A good product propels everyone. And here's the thing. Hold us all back. And here's the thing about experience. Okay, you you said that you know we have data, we have memories. Well, look, we're we, every single day we have the exact same opportunity that any artist or any craftsman has, mm-hmm. and that's to create something new. Every every day that you can put both feet on the floor, you have an advantage. You also have a, a wild opportunity. The, a good friend of mine who has been a mentor to me, just a really wise dude, he said, at any time, for any reason, at any point during the day, you have full control to hit the reset button. You, We can be having, quote, the worst day, right? True. The worst day. No one's responding to any any of my messaging. Uh, uh, that contract I knew was going to come in three days ago still hasn't come in. Uh, this coffee tastes like you know piss water, right? I'm having the worst day. Right. Let let let's keep it in perspective. It is always it is always that next set of calls, that next set of actions, because selling is about what is going on tomorrow. Every single selling conversation is about the future. And here's the great thing about the future, Cody. Everybody's enamored of it. Everyone's in love with it. You know why? Because we all want to participate. <laughs> so so I'm not saying, oh, well, you know, I don't care about memories. Look, I got memories. I got a, I got a picture of my grandfather on the wall over there. We, mm-hmm. we Our memories make up who we are. Experience n- does not only tell us what to do, It tells us very clearly and with a loud voice and clear language what not to do. So I'm glad that I've lost the deals that I've lost. I didn't, I wasn't happy about it when it occurred. I'm glad that those contracts that I thought were going to go on for months, you know, there's a new decision maker and, oh, well, you know, we're, we're tearing up all our contract, whatever. We salespeople are the engine of the economy. That's true. Every economy. And the only economy that really makes any difference to you or me or Doug is our personal checking account. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's true. Right? I mean, honestly, yeah. I, I get it. no, it's a good metric, but yeah. I, I will quote some, I, I heard a line one time that money is a metric of success, but it's not the definition of success. Right. And so I will use commissions as a, as an exchange and a true metric of the value of the exchange that I made. And I will never question a, a, a dime that I make if I provided value. And so I won't work with clients that are like, well, how much are you making? Well, if you're worried about what I'm making, you're not seeing the value in what I'm providing. 
Same. But at the same time, I just want to do hood rat stuff with my friends. So I don't care how much money is in the bank account. I want to be able to work with clients I like, with people I like, right. with team members I like. And I'll tell you this, the best sellers, when they get to the top of their stuff, and I'm, not even, I'm nowhere near some of these types, but yeah. nobody asks, well, how good do they close or what's their personality like? What's their book of business? And the reason they ask that question is because when you get that good, it's about the people that stay with you. Mm. That's how people evaluate you. Not by how much money you made last year, not by your commission. What's the portfolio that this seller carries with them? Mm-hmm. And the reason they carry that, regardless of NDAs or non-competes or whatever they're putting into place, that portfolio follows because of trust. True. And that trust is built by someone saying, you know what? I don't think this is the right product for you, but we're going to stay connected because I like you. And I'll follow up when I find something that I think will be a good fit. Way more powerful than whether or not I close my hit my numbers this month. No, I agree. I, I think there's an ethical side that people who care about the craft, right? Because we care about the people on the other end, not just whatever the ACV is, right? We care about the fact that they're happy. Their happiness is way cooler because if they're pissed, you don't feel good about it and it's going to come back to bite you, right? So we care about our reputations. That's true. We care about our reputation. 15 years to build, 15 minutes to destroy. Very true. Very true. And all it takes is one bad LinkedIn post said, hey, this company is trash. This person is unethical and you're done forever. (laughs) There's no coming back from that. There's no purgatory in this. You're just done. So when we talk about bionic selling, you guys have created something um, unique in this space. Right. When I saw the presentations, I watched the video. I was like, you know, they get it. Right. Like this is this is something that every sales culture needs to embrace uh, process methodology. You know, I think the the days of, like you said, always be closing ABC, you know, these little gimmicking uh, fear of missing out, trying to create a sense of urgency that isn't there. But because you have a deadline, you have to create this false sense of urgency. Walk us through. What is bionic selling? Don't go. Huh. So it's interesting because all those things that you mentioned are certainly skills that could be pulled out of a proper bionic seller's toolbox. There's nothing wrong with scarcity. There's nothing wrong with exclusivity. Exclusivity. There's nothing wrong with implying some. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, CVMK33. Look, connect me on Instagram, CVMK33. Two products, Saucy and Superpower. These are the products that you need. Just complete an arm day. I want you to get that pump, that physique that you've been working hard for. It's yours. But you got to start with a proper supplement foundation. Saucy, superpower, www.cvmkglobal.store. Sense of urgency. Right. If urgency does exist. And what, what we're trying to, we're not even trying, what we are belaboring in our efforts is an understanding that sales is not an icky, sticky, bad thing. And if you take those core tenets of sales, if you focus on transparency and honesty and direct understanding of your customers and communicating in ways that the Dale Carnegie's of the world meant for using your powers for good, you can influence people to make good decisions and you can make their lives better. And I don't mean to sound like a, a broken record here, but our whole philosophy is built around the understanding that This doesn't change who I am. 
It's true. It personifies it. It, it optimizes it. It magnifies it. If I use my tool correctly, mm. we're talking about this being the extension of the arm. I name my phones. This one is a Sting. The last one was Excalibur. I give everyone a, a sword name, and it's yeah. it reminds me when I get in my car. But this is the extension of my arm, right? And so I have to keep it sharp. I have to focus on how it works. If you're a road dog, you're always in the car. You better hope you got the best Bluetooth setup in the world. If you're virtual, know your mic works. Right. Because you better be able to hear me. The most expensive word in the world word in the world these days is what? Right. So it's just investing in your tools and looking and it, this gets I, we try to like demasculinize this, but I almost don't think it's even a masculine thing now because everybody plays video games, but it's like you think of a street fighter, you think of a, those types of games. Everybody's got a different skill set. Right. A different weapon, a different tool. Every seller is different in their approach. John and I sell completely different from one another, completely different. But when we're together, we know our spot in the room and we work well together by acknowledging that we're not all robots. We're bionic. And that's what we mean by that. We look at these things as this is not, this doesn't change who I am. This messaging tool, this CRM doesn't change who I am. If I use it the right way, it makes me better. And I cannot hide behind the technology. Mm. I've got to leverage the technology. Very big difference. Think about the, the, the power of those words, right? Mm. What we do is we put on these masks or we keep this distance from the human interaction. Well, you know, I sent out 100 LinkedIn messages today. Really, do you have any live conversations with any person? Mm -hmm. Because if you haven't, I'm sorry. You're not selling. You're tapping. You're tapping away. You know, uh, I've been fortunate to have books published. And I will tell you, the fact that you own a keyboard does not make you a writer. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> right? Yeah. So Fantastic. when Doug talks about how differently we sell, it, it's, it's weird and interesting and fascinating and cool that he and I grew up about eight miles from each other on Long Island, 16 years apart. We were introduced to each other by a common friend, and it has taken us years to arrive at where we are. This And, and this is actually a great kind of uh, uh, demonstration of it. I mean, we're in each other's orbit. We have our own things that we do, but when we get together in bionic sales, we could talk about it for hours. So what we did was we said, okay, instead of going in 17 different directions, let's put some structure around it. What are the core tenets? What do we want salespeople to think about? Because, Cody, you know that selling is done from the neck up. Yeah. Right? We, we're emotional people, us salespeople. We're passionate. We're, we're you know, we go, or, or we're calm or whatever, right? Yeah. But it's done. It's all, all the action is up here. All the earning potential is here. And all of the precision is here. Because it's not about, how much you can tell people about what you're selling. It's about how much you can find out about what they're interested in buying. And when we get into that space, it's, it, it is a state of flow. It is this creative, it's not about me space that Doug and I enter regularly. And we have, we have documented over 200 hours of conversations about this. So that what we did was we boiled it down, if that's the right word, to nine key applications. And we take people through these nine applications in nine-week experiences. And 
my good friend, the screenwriter, Michael Albanese, he says, if, if I can go deep, I can go long. And that has driven what Doug and I do for almost three years now, is that it's about depth. Am I going to achieve depth with you in one three-minute conversation? Probably not. But if I have six or seven, four, five, 11, 52-minute conversations, yeah. oh, come on, man, I got to make a living. Well, don't you want to make a living next year? Mm -hmm. Because if you do, you had better be investing today. You know, in, in my book on selling called How to Sell Without Being a Jerk, one of the painful selling truths is if you want new business today, today is too late for you to start working on it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so bionic sales is about the, the, the flashpoint, like I said, between technology and technique. We, it's one of our applications. We call it Tech Squared, Tech 2. It's about focusing the power of the mind making the other person in their future more important in the conversation than you and your quota. Mm -hmm. And while we all are walking around with those memories, the top performing salespeople are, are like a, an, a, a Super Bowl winning NFL quarterback who in the last three minutes of the game throws two interceptions and still finds a way to win. And Eli Manning, one of my favorite quarterbacks, he said, here's the thing about being a quarterback. Got to have a short memory. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it, <laughs> yeah. And, and a six foot six wide receiver by the name of Plexico Burris. What did not heard who's going in for the fame. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm going to get a refill while you guys talk about sports. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. He, he just is so – what's interesting to me is that he says he doesn't – he's not into sports, but he was an MMA fighter. Right. He, Doug has fought MMA, and he can, he can look at a fight and he can tell you what technique they're using, probably, you know, what, what thought process they studied before they, they went into the – I mean, interesting. And uh, There he is. <laughs> when was the last time you had an MMA fight, Doug? You're muted, Doug. You're muted, Doug. <laughs> Doug, you're muted. I've only competed in non-professional fights. I've never professionally fought. If that's wait a minute, nine literally nine. No, non, I've only fought non-professional. Oh, non. I was going to say I'm nine. That's too weird. Always like a big fighter. I've, I'm I'm more of a fan than I was ever a fighter. Gotcha, gotcha. I've well, I've fought in some like yeah, but it was more like me being young and stupid and just wanting to beat people up. I'm not a professional fighter by any capacity. Well, isn't young and, and stupid I'm old, a redundancy? I haven't hit a man in like 20 years. It's a much better situation. <laughs> okay, good. We're proud of you. And being young and stupid, that's a redundancy. But anyway. I'm old and stupid now. I just don't swing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Look, I appreciate you. I got one more question. Um, I want to end with this. The future of selling, um, you know, I, I think about when I started and I think about, you know, being a account executive, being a manager trainee. I think about, you know, these hard quotas. I think about smiling and dialing. I think about a hundred calls a day. I think about having my manager sitting behind me and monitoring my, my, my pitch and trying to get somebody not to, you know, cuss me out over the first five seconds and I see where we are now and, and how reduced uh, the experience is. And even though that was a very grueling and hard process, 
because you were in it, it 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 even it developed character. If that makes sense, like it developed a, a grit about you, 100%. and now you know it's it's managed. You know, there's you know product developments, there's BPOs. It's Cody, how long you been selling? Uh, how old am I? Let's say ten years. All right. So in ten years, you're probably at a point now from ten years ago where rejections don't feel like they used to, right? No, not at all. Don't feel like they used to, right? Yeah. So I think that a lot of times the issue with selling is really about self. And a lot of that comes with ego and insecurities because as sellers, we deal with these, I've got to appease, I've got to impress, I got to do these things. Right. We're worried about selling ourselves. And that line has been used a lot of times. You're not really selling your product, you're selling yourself. Right. Well, if you are authentic, you don't need to sell yourself. You just need to connect and confirm the deal is good. And I think a big piece of us becoming mature sellers is going, not everything I have is good for everybody. And I'm not so hungry that I got to give it to somebody that's not going to like it and come back and bother me later on. In fact, I'd rather tell somebody, this ain't good, let's move. And so part of this is a maturity in sales of understanding it has nothing to do with us. We're the Sherpa. It's their journey. They don't like the mule. All right, if I can get another one, I can. If I can't. All right, come back. But we make it all about us. And the minute we make it about them, you know anything we want. I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's about them. And with that being said, I want to appreciate uh, my, my podcast guests. They have been amazing um, dealing with Bionic Selling. First of all, you know, I always give my guests a chance to really say, what are you guys doing, where they can connect with you, where they can support you? So I'll start with you, John. Where can they support you and connect with you? Well, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, there are only two people with the name John Klimshin, and the spelling is here. Uh, the other is my son, who has worked in the film industry for, for many years. So you'll be able to make the distinction between the two very easily. Klimshin.com and Doug and I, which I will hand off to Doug in just a second, Doug and I together, we moderate these really interesting conversations every Friday morning. And I say really interesting because we open and then these people show up and they start chatting. And it's just this amazing thing. We're, we just love Clubhouse. We're on Clubhouse, Clubhouse every Friday. What's yeah, that? It's our jam. It just works out every Friday. We get the right people from everywhere come in. It's a global thing. Uh, anybody that just wants to soak up the conversation, we're there every Friday. Every Friday. Right, I didn't mean to catch you off, but I'm, I love Clubhouse. It's like, I do too. It's so great. Bionic. I just feel like it's my support group every Friday. It's like a bunch of people coming in and being like, you can use your powers for good. And this is how I do this. And it's like, it's just a great way to clear out the week. It really is. Hmm. 915 Eastern every Friday on Clubhouse. We're sponsored by the Sales Club. It's called Bionic Sales. We change the topic every week. We, uh, again, Doug said, we you know, change the topic every three minutes. Uh, we kind of <laughs> do. And what's great is that when we open with the topic and then a couple of people come up and they say, yeah, well, well, what do you guys think about this? And then two or three other people in the room, they, they go on the conversation. Doug and I are messaging each other in the back channel like, I guess we'll talk again in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I think we're good. Uh, <laughs> and just to bring business back on the table, you can also find us at sellbionic.com. Just sellbionic.com. That's where Bionic Sales lives. Uh, you can sign up for our mailing list. We I don't know when this is going to air. We've got a cohort running here. we got a cohort. 
we uh, yeah, we, well, we have a cohort launching almost every month. So um, if you want to be, if you want to apply to be one of the nine members in the cohort, you can certainly go there. But you can also just sign up to get information on how the programs will be running. We'll start to we're going to start to release these in our applications and modules. So go there to sign up. Regardless, you want to keep that info. The more we roll out for Bionic, you'll be in in the know. Perfect. Y'all connect with John, connect with Doug, hit him up on LinkedIn, go to the clubhouse where it goes down. I need to get on clubhouse. I, I, I'm Please. fighting it, <laughs> but I need to hear great things. Connect with Doug, go to sellbionic.com, sign up for this cohort. These guys are the real deal. And if you want to keep seeing amazing influencers and leaders and just cool people like these two, you know what you got to do. Instagram, CVMK33 and the business page, CVMK underscore global. The website where it goes down, where all your best fitness supplements are, CVMKglobal.store. You can hit me up on LinkedIn as well. There, out there. I try to have the same life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm doing it right now. That's where it goes down. I appreciate my guests. And until next time. <laughs>